feel embarrassed. I can't look at you. <clears throat> That's my best friend. She a real bad bitch. Got her own money. She don't need no nick. On the dance floor, she had two, three drinks. Now she twerking. She throw it out and come back in. That's my best friend. She a real bad bitch. Drive her own car. She don't need no lift. In the strip club. Now my girl going tip. Now she twerks. Show it out and come back in. <laughs> <laughs> that's my song i love sweetie they don't give that girl enough credit um <laughs> she's starting to get her due now though girl she that's really true is. that's true she is yeah and i don't the internet loves her i don't really know if i felt like follow her know that but isn't she on something with gwen stefani recently was that she her? is look at you all up Look in at the pop me. culture oh my god contessa hey. yes hey hey Oh, well, let's get into it, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Two Save Queens, one of the few places in the posphere where you can hear a conversation about politics, dick, and friendship. Yes. <laughs> I'm your host, Miss Malachi, and I'm joined by my good friend and occasional friend of me, Miss Devereaux. How are you, friend? Hey. <laughs> hey, bitch. What's going on, girl? How you doing? How you doing, Contessa? I am here. I am queer, and they can all get over it. Yes, y'all. Okay. This week we are both joined by my best friend, longtime member of the congregation. Shout out, Lawyer Keisha. Yes. <laughs> and Come one on, of the real. Uh, fish. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the real baddest bitches that I know, Contessa Casper. Welcome to the show. Welcome, welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. I am Contessa Casper, aka the Holy Ghost Host. <laughs> Tell, tell the girls how you got that name. That's cute. That's tell, cute. tell them how you got that name. So, you know, first of all, the for the Contessa part, we were, you know, everyone has their kind of title name. And I started hearing Lady This and whatever, Princess That or whatever the case. So we had to come up with something. And so it really came from the ghost part because I was like, okay, I feel like I'm in all of these episodes where we're doing the reminiscing. So I'm kind of like the ghost host. And when I'm listening to the, the past episodes, I'm literally talking back. Like, I'm literally having the conversation with y'all and, like, mm-hmm. arguing with you or being like, yup, yup, that's part, you know. Or, <laughs> oh, she say, Or I'm like, oh, girl, did she say that about me? Because, girl, I know I'll be all up in it. So I'm like, I was like, oh, I'm the ghost host. And then, um, so we didn't, you know, Casper the Friendly Ghost. And then we had to get the title. So Contessa Casper. And then today I was catching up. Yeah, today I was listening and, um, you know, Lawyer Fish came out with Congregation. So I had to bring it back to the church, too, and come out with Holy Ghost Host. So it just all (laughs) came together. Contessa Casper, the Holy Ghost Host. So I'm here. I love that. Um, yeah, I mean, let's be real. You've been, you've been in the shadows. You've been overhead, you know, hovering since we started the show. Um, one of the like early listeners, one of the early, you know, critical, you know, critiques and reviews of like, Mitch, you know, I took notes. Houses. I went, I was like, these girls, these girls got to be successful. Yes, yes. we appreciate. Well, those it. first shows were pretty rough too. Oh, I'm not girl. gonna lie, like those first couple shows, girl, we needed the critique. Yeah. Honestly, they were like, we y'all did. girls don't need to rough. talk for an hour and a half. What y'all talking about? <laughs> Yeah. And back then, y'all were really going heavy on the politics, so it was a, yes. a lot. I think yes. there was a balance. You longer when it was more of a key, and then 
you know, but when if it was going to be pure politics, then... And also what happened is the download got longer to kind of fill in more of that informational vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, before the download was only like 15 minutes, but the show was much longer. Five so, minutes, honey. We right. For five minutes. Right. And so now it's kind of flipped because the last download was a whole hour. And I know because I just did it on the treadmill. And no, it wasn't. Was that, it was only 45 it was, um, like, Yeah, it was actually like 35. 30, it was 30. Because the girls kept minutes, calling me yeah. out being like, oh, yeah. by the way. Is Malachi going to kill you're me? Like, <laughs> Cause you're a lazy hoe sometimes, no. girl, and you know it. You're a lazy first hoe all, when it comes. <laughs> first of all, I'm lazy about certain things. Like I, t- I was gonna um, tell uh, Lori Keisha, I actually wouldn't mind it if y'all gone longer. But yeah, sometimes. Well, also you gotta set expectations because mm-hmm. you know I have other stuff going on. So when you're like, oh, it'd be 15, 20 minutes, and then she dropped 45 <laughs> minutes on my lap when I know I got to prep for the next show and I got meetings for my day job. I was, you know, she's not ready. But th- that last show was real cute. So I really, you know, we gotta get props to Lori Keisha. She really did it that was. thing. I she did something. that. Lawyer Keisha did that mm-hmm. she did yeah. yeah and i some of my favorite shows on here are the ones where it's informational you're the mm-hmm. guests that are, have the most information probably like like not this show this is not going to be <laughs> i'm not yeah, coming girls, in this time as, the, as an expert um <laughs> uh, but maybe on a future show maybe i'll be more the expert i think an but, expert on us an expert because you know us uh, a long well time. okay so from that perspective yeah no well this will be entertaining but i do love the shows where it is like an expert show the immunologist immunologist the doctor mm-hmm. dr lawyer. vaccine show yes yes all of that and so um because i'm learning and i actually like get value out of it and so this Aww. was this made my treadmill workout today go the fastest it ever been because i was listening to two shows back to back and so i was like boom it's like oh i'm done i hit my thousand let's oh, get wow. off look so. at that we're doing the good work yeah. won't she do it yes helping me helping me it? murder isabelle okay <laughs> Isabella got to go. You're quarantine um, 20 or She started 15. to come back, as you saw at that ski trip. And something about, you know, the tea is this. I get rid of her, and I took a picture, so you saw that I got rid of her. But always right when before I come to see you, Malachi, she be back. And then you give me that side eye, like, girl, did you really lose her? And I'm like, I swear I did. But she did come back, and then you be like, she even jiggled me this time. <laughs> You were, you were looking good in Miami when we saw you, though, girl. But that wasn't it. So I, I got the heaviest I ever did because Miss Rona did it to us. And so I, my mm-hmm. heaviest weight, I, I clocked in at 176, which is the heaviest weight I've ever hit. And then a month and a half, over the month of the holiday months, actually, December to mid-January, I lost... Um, a little like like twelve pounds, mm. and got and my lowest weigh in was one fifty nine, mm. and then I bounced back up to one sixty seven, one sixty eight, and that's when she saw me at, <laughs> <laughs> when I was coming down the slopes. So now I'm trying to get back down. So I mean, I'll still take any of those numbers. I mean, but I'm a little it's like you know, it's like a bear market. It goes up and down, up and down, but slowly going down. I'm trying so. to really get rid. I feel like I really gotta do it. Um, I was telling Devereaux, y'all, so y'all know I got a trainer now, so y'all might. Uh-huh. You know, we're going to be get ready because we got to get ready to give y'all girls something for the fall. So, mm-hmm. you know, Miss Malachi really trying to serve you girls. So she's paying that. She's putting that money down. Well, these up thirst the traps are giving me like, OK, like so one of one of our one of our good Judy's and one of my good Judy's from the group who's organizing the, 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 the service. We'll call mm-hmm. her Miss M for now. You know, one of her favorite <laughs> phrases that she always tell that she told me and I've always hung on to is create your own fantasy. Mm. And so I love that phrase and I try and tell myself that more and more. 
And, you know, I want to be one of these thirst-trappy people that y'all be posting on your Instagram. Like, I want to be geisha and girls, you know, making them look twice and then they trip up the steps. Um, and so, you know, it takes some consistency and work. But uh, And I've, I've been sort of there before, but that was 11 years ago. So... I mean, let's. And you're a keto. You're a keto girl sometimes. I, sometimes. Too, right? So I would been. So when I was losing that, um, that first like a month and a half, and I lost that first twelve pounds. Yes, I was going hard on that, but also I was coupling that with my walks. So I just I wasn't doing hard gym stuff. I was going in on the treadmill, fifteen incline, three point mm. for an hour, and I was doing that because what happens is I get in the gym, I try and lose. All 10 pounds in one hour, I go super hard, injure myself, and then I can't do anything Mm -hmm. for another two weeks. And so I said, I gotta stop this. I had to pace myself. So now I don't even allow, I don't do anything in the gym except for walk. I don't even run. And I walk and that has allowed me to stay consistent and still burn a high amount of calories. And then I think people say you can almost lose as much, like walking and just, you can can almost lose as much as I just look at that calorie counter. So yes, (laughs) yes. I, I used to run and get to a thousand. Now I just walk at that mm. incline. The run I wasn't running at an incline. I was running less at incline. So, yeah. How's your um? How's your fitness going, Devereaux? You are you doing keto? You doing any diets? You know, are you are you gonna do some? You know, stop by the river, do some fishing. Like, how are you gonna? What are you gonna do for the <laughs> summer, girl? Yeah, yeah. She already well, caught I, some I things. That she doesn't need to be on a diet. She already caught some oh, things. Oh, or maybe that's it. She's just good, just relaxing. <laughs> It's funny because I told you, like, uh, fishing trade did hit me back up. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. But, you know, more along the lines of, well, I've already been, like, it's crazy because I, but the thing is my gym and my building is closed. That is really it still closed? Me, so, like, Even it's that- still, they don't play in this, oh. yeah, they're still closed. Oh, especially so you're having I a think- spike in Detroit right now, right? Yeah, but even before, like, because it's a lot of older people oh. in my building, and I bet you most of the people in my va- building are actually vaccinated right now, mm. and yet it's still closed. So I, now, my mom and my brother, they have the Peloton, and I oh. have put the Peloton app on my TV now, and I can do the, like, the non-bike work. Have you thought about just getting a Peloton? I know some girls who love it, who say, we talked about the Peloton too. But if you got a yeah, gym right the, there, why you got to pay for that? Her her gym, well, but her gym's closed. For and now. also, she's enjoying, you know, some people really like the spinning aspect. Like, they aren't always spinning bikes in gyms. Yeah, but you know what the deal is? I Right now, I just have too much furniture. You actually, oh. you both have been in are they really big apartment before. And I have too much furniture in my apartment. They They're not that big, yeah. but, like, I... I I have like uh, in this little like 800 square foot you know unit I have like a full dinette set like mm. a full sectional mm. couch and so I really need to get rid of some furniture before I <laughs> you know invest in a Peloton. It's not like you hosting like, nobody. You barely ooh. you know you know uh, not like that. I mean like you're not hosting no parties because you don't like bitches oh. coming over into. You about to host some parties? Like I feel like you only no, have fam- sure family or trade coming over. Like she sure so won't. Yeah. you don't need to host no big yeah. dinner parties. She she won't. Yeah, I know. Save girl. that for New York I too. Know. She saved that for her mom's house. Yeah, yeah or that. Yeah. Yeah, that too. That too. Oh man. So yeah, but that's my plan for because I've already been going hard on like you know like walking this year but i can't i love to do the same thing that contessa loves to do walk on an incline on the treadmill Mm -hmm. but i can only walk outside and and do like jogging some jogging outside because 
I don't have the treadmill access mm. like right now. Like my mom's building her gym, her building her gym's gym open? is open. So I'm interested. Yeah, it is open. So I may actually end up going mm. over there. We'll see. I, I believe in the one difference of me being able to be down here. So some I down get the background. Where, where are you? Yeah. So in the background on say? that, yeah, I can say. So I, the background on that is that I was a um, you know one of the girls who flew the coop and became a sunbird. And well, I, can we say you where you call, flew the coop from? Yeah, from New York. Um, You're a New York girl. Oh. Yes, and I, but I also came down to Miami back in June. Um, What's that June? Wow, a long time ago. Yes, Ugh, and I've loved it down here. It's kind of surreal because this is where I used to be my go-to vacation spot, but now mm-hmm. it's my go-to living spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I got to she, be outside and do things and like even try and play tennis when I can stay healthy and all that. Mm-hmm. So has she lost any of her charm now? Because I always think about the fact that like, you know, some pe- some places like you like to vacation and visit. But then once you start living there, she starts to wear or you like feel, you know, she starts to wear on you like. Has she worn on you at all? Or she's still as magical as ever? Not at all. And the reason is because I'm doing her differently than before. So before I would fly in straight to my hotel across the street from Twist. And Twist is a nightclub. You know, we got to tell some. Some of the girls aren't going to know Twist is a nightclub on the strip. You're telling the girls to Google it, to use it. Right. Well, you know, I actually don't use this word a lot, but I will use her word this time, which is that if you don't know what Twist is, you late girl. Like, come on, girl. Like, what is it? Like, (laughs) Devereaux, do you know what Twist is? Oh, girl. You you know I know what Twist is. Come on, girl. That is my spot. It might be my favorite club in the world. I honestly. I think it is my favorite club. <laughs> Although there's a club in New York I feature heavy too. I feature Miss Club No. So she doesn't City. come close to Twist for you though. I know that. I you I yeah I would agree with that. You're right. You're so accurate. here's the update. So here's the update because I am blessed Ooh, and highly. SIT. Yes, I am blessed and highly vaccinated, bitches. Uh huh. Pause. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, say something. <laughs> Girl, I mean, oh, we well, oh, we want to, you know, what's, what's happening? Are you going to come at us about something? No, wait, 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 see, see, now, we're not going to have this, we're not going to have the amnesia, because I will pull out a recording of an old episode and put it right up to this microphone. Y'all what, came for me a good about? three times across three different episodes, across two different episodes, y'all came up for me three times, talking about, oh, this girl and her C-minus Johnson and Johnson Can we say your name? Dancing. Are you sure? Yes, you did. In the last episode, you said Miss Contessa. <laughs> Well, I know because no, I listened girl, to it so, two hours ago. <laughs> so how are you feeling, girl? How are you feeling? Because I, I was worried you, about you, girl. I told you, highly and vaccinated. I, okay, okay. I like medium so vaccinated. Still... I don't know about highly vaccinated. Yeah. I'm highly yeah, vaccinated. Because Miss okay. Lady, what's her name? Shaw. Uh, the, the... Vaccine, Dr. Ooh, vaccine Shaw. Dr. Vaccine Shaw. She said yeah. that the only reason why it's a lower grade is because it was tested against more variants than when Miss Pfizer and Miss Moderna came out. And y'all mm. act okay, like Okay, what about those blood clots, girl? What about those, those blood clots, six clubs, out of 6.8 6. 6. Million? million? What about them? Yeah, it's not. I know, I know. It's effective. <laughs> even tell them, it's effective. I don't want to discourage the anyway. girls from getting... Those girls are talking about anyway. I don't want to get... I don't know. Because you know what? Actually, we all know a girl. She's actually... She went to college with us. She's in Miss Malachi's class. She's a doctor in New York City. She had a bad reaction to the Pfizer vaccine very early yeah. on. Like, she, she put this long... Post but other Facebook people were getting clots it. from the other vaccines before Johnson and Johnson came out. Anyway, well, AstraZeneca right? was the main oh, one, but that's Astra not even approved. Girl. I don't know about her. That's not proved. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah I don't feature that girl. Yeah, I don't yeah. know her. Uh, 
Yes, you are. Astrid. So you are. I don't know Astrid like that. So you are vaccinated. Oh, yes. yeah. We and so Miss M know. came down this weekend. I forgot she was coming okay. down. Uh-huh. So I had to plan and catch up with you. Know Miss M is um, Deborah, right? Yeah, yeah, yes. I do. Yeah. So Miss M came down and was like, "Girl, I'm up in Fort Lauderdale, stuck because the lifts have jumped up and done a five X moment." on this pricing and I can't get down to South Beach come scoop me so I said okay girl and we're gonna go to dinner so we did that and Mm. I brought her down she's like okay we're gonna go to Twist and I was like "All right, you're vaccinated I'm vaccinated what she got what kind of girl is she she's a Pfizer Pfizer girl girl. hey sis she's a Pfizer girl yeah so um don't be all excited now <laughs> about Jesus because we sat up here a couple weeks ago when y'all was in Miami and we were all excited because we were all blessed and highly vaccinated and we said this is the holy trinity on here. We had Moderna Pfizer and Johnson Johnson. Y'all just set up there real cute and pretty and then next couple days later I listened to this damn show and he told totally trashed my dancing <laughs> moment. I was like these girls have trashed my Johnson and Johnson after they sat up there and acted like we've been a holy trinity of being blessed and highly vaccinated. But girl, you know I'm fake like yes. that. You've been new. Wait, here's the tea. You've been no, new. No, 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 no. But let me just say this. You were keeping it very straight line in this whole time in this show with moments and specks of shade, but they were appropriate shade as far as I'm concerned. And then not even when you weren't even shading me, you were just as soon as you kind of got in my presence, I don't know what happened that you clicked on, you started to say, because then you still shaded my other girl, because I told you some tea about her decision making, and you went off. Yeah, went And it off. was a gag, <laughs> and it was hilarious. But I was like, bitch, I told you that, and I did not know you could, and then you, you gagged Miss Malachi, because she didn't know you were going to say that either. I was like, ooh, this girl, done fl- I done flipped the switch. And I didn't even do nothing. You woke, you woke up that dragon. You woke her up. You woke girl, her up. Yeah. Unleash the Y'all dragon. girls know. Y'all know what I give. Everybody knows what I get. I mean, y'all know. So let me. Yeah. So we get over to Twist around. And the girl, you know, she was pressed to get me out. the Because mm-hmm. I. So while I've been in Miami, people were like. You're when I was in New York, US. people. No, no, no. In, in, my, in New York, people were like, how is it in New York? When I was in quarantine there. And I was like, girl, I don't know. I'm not in New York. I'm in my apartment. Like I was in New York three months straight. I was going out every 14 days for four hours to go to Whole Foods mm-hmm. and back on a Wednesday at 10 a.m. I ain't want no line, no people around me. When girls would pass me close, close to me, I was look, giving them the evil eye like, bitch, you better part <laughs> the Dead Sea I'm trying to walk through. So, And it was terrifying. And so when I came to Miami, it's like it just wasn't as dense. It wasn't like you step out and then all of a sudden there's people all around you. And so it was a lot more relaxing. I have a balcony here. I could go and get fresh air without having to leave my premises. And even now, today, I spend so much time working and living inside an apartment that's so much better for me because I get space and light and all those things that I wasn't really going out. So when she was like, oh, let's go to Twist, I was like, oh, this is new because I haven't done this yet. Mm. Uh, And I can't remember the last time I went out and danced. So we went to Twist and, you know, you know, this is not like the Earth Borough. All the girls have become snowbirds, have flown down from Chicago, and have flown down from New York. Mm-hmm. And everybody's just coming to Miami. And I think what happened is all of these states and cities have now lowered the age range for the vaccines a couple weeks ago. And mm-hmm. so I don't know what memo. I didn't see the memo. I didn't see the email. But a mass 
email went out to all the girls and it said, girls, we are going to turn up this weekend in Miami. Bitch, I have, yeah. I have never seen, I have never stood in the line to get into Twist. The line what? was, <laughs> I stood in the line for 30 minutes <gasps> into Whoa. Twist. The line went all the way down the block. And you could tell from the style of dressing things that there were a lot of New York girls there. Like there were girls that were getting off the plane at 10 p.m. and were in line at Twist by one. Okay. Mm. And we got in there. It was packed to pack. It was packed wall to wall. It was not masked down mm. at all. And I mean, I actually did not wear my mask. Down. Okay. I was wearing my mask for the most part. Well, yeah. But with that, John- with that Johnson and Johnson, you probably should. Well, I was, yeah. but I took it off for a while, <laughs> like at the very end. Oh, okay. <laughs> I will say this though. It was kind of magical. Oh, it was just <laughs> like there was what this was part magical about it because we came in there and we went in, we went up to the upstairs bar and they were playing mm-hmm. the beats. Now, the last time I was in there, because I did go once over the summer and it was empty. And then that upstairs bar, that upstairs bar was a dance floor. It was a couple like high top tables. No one was sitting there. No one was in that whole room. It, the room was cold. Okay. The air conditioner mm-hmm. on. It was a cold room. No one. And I didn't go back in there. There was no need. I went to the back area. That's when there were, there were go-go's there. There were no go-go's there this time, Miss Devereaux. Um, yeah. They're only there on weekends, girl. I checked. No, I was there was over the weekend. weekend. He was there yesterday. What day were, what day were you there? Oh, because they told me that they're there. No, they turned that into like a whole like more like hip hop ish video bar room. Oh, I you know them girls man. are stuck in Brazil or whatever. They not back. Oh. Yeah, Argentina. They're in Argentina. They're in Mexico. Yeah, they can't, they're, they're not all, flying yeah. back over yet. They not cleared for travel. Oh, okay. okay <laughs> That's <okay>. my. <laughs> so, but she was magical. What? So was it? It just was. About so there was this moment this where me and Miss M we were up and we were like bopping and dancing to the music and then like. The DJ just played this whole really like what we what we call in our lingo after hours set, but she played it early. And after hours set is just this real like instead of it just being like a regular EDM moment, mm-hmm. um, because we were in that room that's more like house and EDM. Um, they were playing a much more like country beat, and mm-hmm. so it's like still in that kind of sweet, but it's much more what we would call after hours like country beat. And so the DJ was playing it early, and so that's when we really go in because that's the only time I'm really loving that genre. Is when that kind of more cunty be, and so when they played that, and everyone like everyone was just dancing hard, like it wasn't no wow. standing around the table looking at each other. People were in full celebration, and the there was just it. yeah, and there was just this one moment when the beat dropped. Me and Miss M just and we just raised our hands. And we were like, yes, like it was just like <laughs> like we have been waiting for this moment, like to be out here to raise our hands to the sky to just dance i left out of there like i used to leave like a philly party back in the day back in so. the day oh were you dripping like that Rip like i was down to, bitch used to be dripping, dripping. Girl. my weave was on the ground oh. bitch dra- like it was just <laughs> girl it was sweat boots okay you used to take that little you used to take, I take used that to little take t-shirt off. off and i used to yeah, i used yeah, to have yeah. a towel in the car Yes, I remember. Yes, that's how we used to do. And I used to not have to work out because I would be getting in the gym. So actually, my first workout this weekend was in there. I made a decision. I said, well, I'm already kind of sweaty. So I'm going to just really go in and test these knees and thighs. And then, you know, she's a little older now. So, Deborah, are you ready for that magic, girl? You going to. You know, I'm. (laughs) 
I'm. I gotta see how. She, I gotta see because especially yeah. without the strippers, I feel like she's not gonna be appealing to you without. The she's she's not there. Yeah, that's the that's the magic for me. Yeah, yeah. I was surprised because when I was there over the summer that one time, the strippers were there because they were already in because They're they were there. already in Miami. Yeah. But there yeah, were none there why. now, and it was kind of weird. Um, but mm. it was like, um, but it was. I mean, every room was packed. But those are essential work. I feel I consider them essential <laughs> work. You do like. It's so I mean I'm just Front like line. where their where their visas like who come on Joe Biden girl that girl still no, listen she's, Robinette is Joe, us, girl. Joe Biden is doing his job he said if you are from these areas you you cannot enter yeah understood but is that good? so understood. so then so I guess Hot Girl Summer is coming or she's here she's here she's here like okay. that was my that's my message here in my oh is that that's like, what you came to that's say that's what I came to say came about to that the good part. word the good girl. word and so you know that's why I was like bridge let me get up on this treadmill today bitch because <laughs> you know I, missed, I didn't see the memo so. but clearly all the girls got the memo and are here okay. What do you think? What do you think New York is going to give this summer? It's going to be you ridiculous. Gonna... You will yeah, see me there. Yeah, that's what I've been thinking. Oh, yes. Okay. okay good. Oh, yes. You will see me there. Mm-hmm. And I have had more questions about uh-huh. a certain house in a certain island. Oh. In this week in particular uh-huh. than ever. At least oh, four people wow. have asked me to pull mm-hmm. together a house, and I'm like, girl, it's late in the season now. I don't know if I can pull this off, but I might. <laughs> The girls are ready, clearly. Mm. clearly the girls ready. have been missing it. Damn. Been ready. Damn, I didn't do this quarantine And I just right. feel like, can I was we sleeping. just shout out to the, because um, I have my two snaps, so this is not a snaps, but those are this me like an early shout out snaps to like, just like the scientists and whoever come up with these vaccines, because these girls are out here and they would not be. They like, saved us. Right. And are, are they be out there and they'd be dead later. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, let's go back a bit and <laughs> reset. Yes. How about we reset. start with the fact that you've known me for almost 20 years. I, have you known Devereaux for 20 years at least, right? Longer, because technically Devereaux is a year before you, and I met Devereaux mm-hmm. when Devereaux was a freshman. You met me when I was a senior in high school. Oh, yeah, actually. and you came to visit. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. So Devereaux was yeah, kind really like of like one of my babies then. to start. Mm-hmm. In that mm-hmm. sense, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, because I was actually I was like this like skinny little girl from like Detroit slash Gross Point, Michigan, and <laughs> I was in, in and I was in a, and she came in. I will never forget. She came in labeled down, labeled down in loafers. You talked about super that. You preppy, about being a label girl. super buttoned up. Like she came ready for Wartun. Okay. Wart ton. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She came like yeah. she was far more Wartun. Like I was like, ooh, girl. It was a lot. Very yeah, prim, but you very clocked prim. my ass, and you clocked me very quickly, honey. I was in a buffet line, girl, and you had just spoken because you had spoken to the group of like incoming black students mm-hmm. who were there visiting for that weekend, who were seniors in high school. They had you speaking, and girl, you got off that that dais, girl, and you came over and clocked me, <laughs> and you hey, were like, sis. "Hey, sis. <laughs> hey." Sis. Quick, honey. Yes. Quick. I said, oh, there's one of my babies. Come on, girl. Come, Come on, the mama. That was, that, was, that was exactly, eight, that was April 2003. Mm-hmm. That was April wow. 2003, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, wait. Time. So it's like 18 years ago now. Yeah. Oh, wait, then that's, yeah, then that's like a year. Do you remember when I first reached out to you? I've told this story on the show. It wasn't, it was, you're saying it's a year after that? For me? Yeah. No, I think. Right? 
Okay. Because you you got admitted. You, I'm all for- you started in the fall fall 2004 mm-hmm. is when you came in, right? Yeah. yeah. And I remember that some spring of that year was when I was um, caught up chasing Trey because I didn't know at the time that Trey chooses you. Mm-hmm. So I was chasing yeah, exactly. <laughs> some white high school trade. And I was so heartbroken because he had asked me to take a fucking taxi to try and get him. I and I, I think I had met you at like... Um, some visitation the spring the visitation mm-hmm. weekend and i was like, i was oh, the welcome a- committee for all the black yeah, girls yeah that yeah was it. and yeah, i was the only out one really and i was mm-hmm. like i'm gonna um reach out to this girl and tell her all my troubles and even though i don't know you i'm gonna write a whole <laughs> essay about this um but yeah you were one of my early because when i you know i've talked about I think I've talked about, like, you know, being in high school, I was mostly surrounded by, you know, white dudes. And, like, going to college, one of the things I wanted was I wanted black girlfriends. That was my goal. But I also wanted to be around queens. And you were one of those, like, early black, you know, figures, like, mentors, older brothers. And I think you still are. But, that like, early representation, like, you really out here, like, yeah. I mean, the gag is, is I really was. And I didn't realize it. It didn't hit me until one day when I was trying to start. Um, the first um, LGBT undergraduate um, biz- business student group at the school, um, one of the advisors said, you know, you're the only out black gay person on campus that I know, like out. And I was like, holy crap, like, like you're right. Um, mm-hmm. And so if you were looking for that, I was it. Like they're really right. Like, right. There were a couple of people. Some people kind of stayed in their pockets, and I was very much out there because I was organizing this, founding that, doing this. So mm-hmm. I was out there. You really did that, and then you you really brought me into an organization that I really you know came to be like the center of my you know activity life on campus. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a queer. It was a black organization, yeah. but. You know, it wasn't even a queer organization, but it was like the center of like my social experience mm-hmm. in many ways at Penn. And so, yeah, and you were president of that organization. Yes, and, you were president and of that if organization. you remember, so really, I don't know, you weren't there for the main part of it, but that was a trying time for the organization. I'm very right. proud of how I pulled that organization through. You actually, that was right before I got there. So I think that happened like, I came in in like September 03 and that had happened like, you know, like in the spring of 03, like before I came on campus, but you told me like all that turmoil and, um, but yeah, it's just interesting because it was so funny. Like once you had graduated and I was like a junior and a senior, some of like, I like some of the black underclassmen and like, in like that were like freshmen and sophomores, they would be like, Oh, Devereaux, she's the king of gays. She's the king of gays. <laughs> and I'd be like, No, no, Contessa, that's that the, girl. That's really the king of gays. Y'all don't know no. her because she's not on campus anymore, but that's the king of no. gays, like of the, of the black queer, you know establishment i should say mm-hmm. you know because we were all three of us really were the black queer establishment mm-hmm. like because those, those those girls on the fringes who <laughs> used to only hang with like white people or be in white fraternities or mm-hmm. be on the low or all that stuff you know i would say the three of us are the trifecta we were the black gay establishment mm-hmm. at, at, in terms of yeah i i mean honestly i think it's true yeah you know for our time i there. would just be sassing my way into like our black cultural center going to like because yeah i, I mean because so many we were of the girls, disrupting on both sides yes and the mm-hmm. black side and the, for like the blacks it was like because we knew girls who um right oh, happy messy we knew girls who were closeted um, or who were closeted yes. and who were you know and who would reach like out to us 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And then we also, um, but then also on the gay side, because you know she you was, had the plastic she was, girls. Remember, you had the plastic, or you just had a bunch of white girls, or just girls who just didn't think about you know anything beyond just you know the white experience. Um, they were waiting for their marriage, and that was it. That was it, and they you just know, got it. Too. And we really pushed it. We really pushed through in those circles too. I feel like in those white queer circles, mm-hmm. we were we made our presence known. You know, our faces were known. I mean. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, it was just I think we were dynamic presences on campus and I think Contessa, I really think that's thanks to you. Like you really set the standard, honestly. I did. On campus. <laughs> you did. You did. But and 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 you know, you know afterwards like it took me a while to cuz when you're in it, you don't think about it. And then when you're mm-hmm. when you're outside but still involved cuz I was on the alumni group, right? The LGBT mm-hmm. alumni group. And even then I helped make sure that we had the self ID box on the application so that when people could check the box and say, yes, I'm LGBT, they could get resources. Cause I got to do that as a black person. And I got all these resources. I got a, a mentor uh, on all these things. And before I stepped foot on campus and matriculated, and I wanted that experience for those who were LGBT and that didn't happen. So, you know, I remember I took that one experience as a black identity and brought that over to the queer identity part and that's how we got that box on there um, mm-hmm. and, and really pushed for that. And so, and then there's all these other groups that were started. But some of my biggest battles were kind of integrating blackness into the LGBT center at that time. And I was actually, as you know, Devereaux, really hurt when the director of the center tried to act like I didn't start the group that I started. <laughs> right, right. And those girls really tried. But, you know, the oh, gag Lord. is, no, that's, that's tea. You like, really it, got some beef. <laughs> Well, you know, my whole thing well, is in was, historical well, was, context of things. Recent. I'm tired of, but in general, it, I'm tired of when black people contribute to something, start mm-hmm. something, and then you try and completely erase their contribution. And I'd be damned if you're going to let me. And this was some years later, I feel like, when you went back, right? This was, I mean, more recent than like, you know, far back when you, this happened, right? Yeah, it happened a while ago, but yeah, the, the but gag I mean, was, it, it struck me by surprise because what happened is one time, and Deborah knows the story, I came back to campus and I introduced myself as the founder of this organization and everybody looked at me like I was crazy. And I went to Deborah and I was like, what's going on? He was like, they think you're lying. <gasps> they think you made that up. Like you didn't actually start this. And I was like, como? Like, what? And so then that's when I found out. And then I was like, oh, I just was like, I was over it at that point. And then for a while, I was like, well, I'll just let it go, whatever. But as I started to think about it, I was like, no, like, you know, there's a reason that I did all this and created that space and continue to do that. And what, you know, I don't need, if you don't want to give me my flowers, fine, but I already did because that's why I got the Dean's Award for it. But mm-hmm. what you're not going to do is erase a black face from it because somewhere down the line there's a black queer person in that group right now that needs to know that a black queer person started that group just like a black queer person started the stonewall movement mm-hmm. right like we need to we know to bring it together we need to have that representation and so that's the other reason so recently this past year a couple months ago when they had a virtual gathering which i didn't even know about i happened to run into someone who was a queer asian person who led that group for a while you both know him and mm-hmm. um, I, um, yeah, uh, first name starts it. with a V, last name starts with an yes, E. Yes, yes. Um, yes, we and know. So, I know. Yeah. Okay. And so, um, <laughs> and so he was like, oh, yeah, they're having this gathering. And he knew, had no clue about my history with it. So I filled him in on the balcony of um, 
of you know a friend's and I was and he sent me an invitation and I invited and so I pop up in there like this bloop hello and they're <laughs> and they're like everybody's like oh good to see you because now some people know who I was and I was like oh mm-hmm, yes I'm here and and you know and it ended up being fine it was cute but yeah like it's you know that representation and and that taught me that experience taught me the importance of documentation and going that extra step to just ground the history of a founding of an organization um, Mm. or the founding of something, especially when you are a part of a lower caste, because the majority will always try and take over that shit, like really. And so that, that was my version of it. And I was like, wow, like I couldn't, I really was like, wow, like Mm. I came up with this vision. I started this thing. Yes, it changed over time, but. Now, is that something that you came to, like, in the spectrum of your life, when did you come to, like, that kind of consciousness? Was that something that, was that recently, even, were you kind of on that trajectory post-college, or was that something you kind of came to more recently? Like, that kind of understanding of how your impact can, you know, how important it is to, like, preserve your impact and representation, things like that. It came pretty immediately when that happened. Mm. Um, And I put it all together then. Um, and I was livid. Like I was really upset. And Deborah will tell you. Like I was like, so I called. I called the, one of the girls, and I had a whole. Conversation so did you get those girls? It. So did you get those girls together? You on the charter now? Well, like where did it end? So I, I actually, I don't know. What, at one point, I said, I, I think I said, like, make sure y'all put the full history in this website. Like uh-huh. when you hit the about page, I don't know if they did or not. But one thing I've always here's the one thing I shot. always back <laughs> had in the back of my mind is that if anyone ever tries to check me, the dean actually talked about it in the ceremony in my in my graduation in this graduation ceremony. So mm-hmm. in our in our school's commencement, when I got the award, he specifically called me at out as the founder of the school's first LGBT undergraduate organization. And so that's period, point blank. It is there. There, you will not, like, you. It, so I have that. It's documented in that way. I didn't even, I'm not even, it's documented if anyone goes back into the archives and finds my graduation ceremony from 2005, it's there. So that's, it's not an argument. You, yeah, exactly. You can't be erased. Just, exactly. by, just from that. You have the, you have the receipts. You I have, have that receipt. From that. So I've always yeah. kind of fallen back on that. But it was still a gag. Because of that, it was a gag. I was like, has that happened? Me. Has that happened? So this is something. Has that happened at other times in your... No. Um, no other time has that happened. This was a very specific situation. So the groups that I found are usually for either Black queer or the intersection but that group was one that was a queer group that i started that wasn't necessarily a black queer group explicitly Mm -hmm. and so that's kind of how that happened all the other groups that i've started are black focused um or um black queer focus and so have you always been interested that intersection of blackness and queerness say again have you always been interested that intersection of blackness and queerness are interested in where those, you know... Absolutely. I mean, that became a natural theme because for me, I kept stepping into a situation where there was no space for that. Because we're saying, oh, I guess we, should, we don't even... Sometimes we forget, like, you are a black queer. Because <laughs> that's what I forget, that we're not we're not showing a video so people might not know. Right. You know, you obviously are. They could hear the voice, girl. Ah, is that what it is? You hear that Philly black? They can hear the voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, so this year we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of a, a group that I started at my high school for uh, minoritized boys. Wow, um, you were starting to back then. Yeah, that work. So you that was that was my room. listen. Okay, the Holy <laughs> Ghost was in full effect. Back yes. in, amen. Uh, in, amen. In the year 2000. <laughs> Uh, in the year 2000. And what was interesting is that the person who had me come back, he now works at a high school, but he was in the class before me. And so I got the, that organization fully up and running after he graduated. So he asked me to talk about the genesis of that group. And it was funny because I thought, I assumed he's been the advisor of that group for many years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I thought he knew. And so he was like, wow, I didn't know how it started. And he was like, even back in, and then as I was talking, I was like, wow, yeah, because when I started that group for black men at a all like a private um, friend school that was predominantly white, and the reason I started it, again, no space for me um, in terms of a black man. There was like three black men in my class. One of them was black and Jewish, and they lifer at the school, meaning he started at the school when he was in kindergarten, so very comfortable and didn't really know the difference coming from like an all-black public school like I did to an all-white white school, private school. Um and then the other one came in much later and he was actually came in, um, he was from Nigeria, the country, and came in later. So he didn't have like the necessarily the same um, perspective as an African-American. Afri- like African-American, yes. right. So he right. didn't have that same perspective. So it was just kind of me with this full on African-American experience in my class, my whole class. And so, and then on top of that being gay, but I wasn't really dealing with that openly when I was in high school. And so... Um, I created this group. It's called Brothers for Academic and Social Enrichment. And so that's what I named it. And it because all the black boys were either popular on the basketball team and all the white girls would be hanging on them, but they weren't doing well in school. And there was only me and one other black guy who was actually doing well, like pretty good in school, getting good grades. Um, but there was also for us, therefore, this kind of social struggle. Um, because if you weren't the popular basketball player, if you were black, then you weren't going to be like good, best duties with anybody. So I created that group to kind of like have people support each other. When I first conceived that group, put it out there, as you can imagine, some of the white guys in my class, in the class ahead were like, well, why can't we be in this? And I was like, mm. no. And so even as a junior back then, I had to navigate, okay, this is not for y'all. And then they did the whole, well, we'll start our own group for white guys. And I and I told this story to them because they didn't know this story. And I said, back then, even as a junior, I said, go ahead, do it. Like, I'd be curious to know, <laughs> right. like, what you all are dealing with as white men at this private white, you know, high school Hilarious. that, you know, is troubling you. So be by, by all means, like, do they it. They love like, doing stuff like that, don't they? Yeah, and so they were gagged at that response because they were really trying to gaslight me even back then, and I, before we even knew the term gaslight, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, and I was right. like, and I just called their bluff and said, go ahead and do it. Like, I don't know what you all would talk about, but have fun. Um, and so that's where it started for me, and then from there, I've been founding and starting many, many groups that either deal with black and or queer groups ever since. Yeah. So thinking about you starting that organization, even in high school, I think maybe that's why, you know, both of us, like Deborah and I were drawn to you when we got to college, because we just saw like you were already just a change maker, already someone, you know, who was making and making space for people like us. Um, and vocal i mean you were speaking at the event i was attending <laughs> as a high school scene and i didn't really come up to you you came up to me and so that like it almost forced me into 
engagement right with you and your universe and i actually i feel like i appreciated that because i don't know that i would have come up to you that day mm-hmm. you know may i probably wouldn't have encountered you again until i got on campus yeah you know months later so when i think back i will tell you i was very conscious of the whole like what kamala is famous for saying now about like making sure you're not you're the you're the first but you're not the last Mm -hmm. i was i very much had that mindset i remember thinking like because that's kind of how i was raised i went to black history camp when i was growing up um and like when i when i was in my teens and so um that really informed me and the idea of like creating a path if you're going to blaze a trail, make sure there's others behind you. So I was very, that's probably why I came up to everybody who I was like, oh, hey, you know, just making sure. Yeah. And I feel like for me, it was like, I, th- I think, I don't remember, you, I, I honestly don't remember if you came up to, oh, but I remember you being a person that could reach out because I got your email to send you that ridiculous essay. <laughs> Um, and I feel like even, you know, that was your senior year. So even after you left then, I still knew that you were there for me as a person to like really how I could reach out to as like a safe space, especially for me, like where I was coming from a more white space. But then even at, you know, a college, it was still obviously very white. It was still, um, it was still, it also was just this big university with just so many different, um, um, I don't even know how to describe it. So many different aspects to it, so many different bubbles, and it was just a lot to manage. But knowing that you kind of had an anchor, so a lot of time I would say that you were definitely my anchor and helped, you know, I had already kind of solid because I, you know, I think Deborah and I have both talked about it. We've been queens for a long time, so in some mm-hmm. ways we kind of old queen, oh, old queen, <laughs> you know, queen. I felt felt like an old queen just out the womb, just ooh, mm-hmm. what's up, bitch? Uh, and now we're all thirty. Now we're all thirty five plus. I mean, yes. you don't have to put out exact numbers like that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm only 35 for another month or so myself. Wow. Oh, my mm-hmm. God. Yeah. I can't believe it. Um, and I will say this. I feel like when you left campus, even though you were in Philly and you were around for some years after, you know, while Malachi and I were on campus, I think we... I think Malachi and I kind of split your lane because I feel like I was, like, really... I, like, it was, okay, my you know, my lane was to kind of focus on the black organizations and Malachi focused more on the queer or the intersexual organi- mm-hmm. organizations. And I feel like we split your lane mm-hmm. once you once you graduated. I feel like just kind of thinking back on it, it was like, whoa, that actually is what mm-hmm. happened, you know? Mm-hmm. And we became faces on campus rep- for representation mm-hmm. on campus in those two specific spheres, you know, kind of following in your legacy in that way. So, so yeah, this is a little bit of a history lesson for y'all girls of how we started to become the girls we are today is basically because of Miss Contessa. But it also speaks to some things that I've also realized over time is the exhaustion of being in the intersection. Mm. The Mm. extra work that it takes to act to create space for both both sides, on both Mm. sides. And I always tell people when you live in the intersection and you're, because so I've do, done lots of speaking engagements around intersectionality. And what I always tell people is it's not addition. It's like either multiplication or, you know, even more than that, a compounding. Because mm-hmm. of, you know, you're not, for me, it's, you know, like I'm a black man in a white man's world, gay man in a straight man's world. I'm a black gay man in a white gay man's world. And I'm a black gay man in a straight black man's world. And, and those things... And then I'm also a black gay man in general. And so even that has its own culture, which is only now starting to get its shine. 
Um, mm-hmm. And so all of those dimensions, just from two identities, those are just two kind of marginalized identities, creates this compounding effect of how you represent yourself. Um, and it can get very real. Like I remember a couple of years ago in 2019, for the first time ever, like I had a black person call me you people. And I was like, excuse me, bitch? Like, you, what? Oh, you tried it. Um, but yeah. But I think, I think, I think that's a nice place to leave it just with that idea of thinking about our identities as not always either are, but like some compounding, some addition, some multiplication of different, um, circles and spheres. Wait a minute. Was that a famous girl who did oh that? God. Was that somebody famous? <laughs> was that somebody famous who said that? No. Contestant? What? Oh, okay. Because no. you, you, you encountered somebody famous in 2019, and so I was thinking it might have been. No, her, this is no, some okay. random, some random. Oh, got it. Got some it. random trait. Okay. Random yeah. Okay. Right. Um, okay. Okay. But Miss Contessa, you, you say you had two problematic snacks? black black men. Isn't that what 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 y'all called it? It was it, it, problematic yeah. black men. Yeah. That is it. Um, you say you had two snaps. Yeah. Who Hello? me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, I don't know if I want to. Well, okay. So yes, I will do it. It just feels well, like early. I guess we have been talking for a long time. So yeah. All right. No, it's been an hour. It, well, I know like, yeah, it went by so quickly because we. I told you this was gonna be like multiple. <laughs> this is gonna be like we could do like oh, four episodes girl. now that I think oh, about it. Oh, now we're doing four episodes. Well, I thought it was gonna be like maybe two. Like, but now I'm like, okay, we didn't even scratch the surface. This is a whole uh, iceberg. Um, but no. So my my two snaps was actually for y'all because oh. I remember and 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 one snap for me. <laughs> I'm, gonna edit, I'm gonna edit that out then. <laughs> no, you can't edit that out. No, so the one, so that, so the, I'll start with the one snap for me. The one snap for me is because of what I have realized over time is that part that y'all were talking about, like the planting, either, either a full trail blazing and creating a space or the planting of a seed that leads to something else that I don't always think about until after it's happened. And so, um, I know you were giving your flowers to Miss Jason and Miss Ricky, and I was like, girl, really? Like, I'm still alive, and I did more. <laughs> but those girls are dead. They're I dead, know, girl. We have to honor them. Oh, but y'all, but honor y'all those said, those. wait, yes. we got to get back into that. We got this for another episode, because we do have to talk about that episode. Oh, I have lots God. of things to say about that episode. Um, anywho, <laughs> the genesis of this, um, oh, of this To Save Queens podcast, I remember when... You both were on a um, on a Zoom that I did in early around this time last year, right? COVID hit. I run a certain group for Black queer men, and we decided, okay, we're gonna have these Monday, Wednesday, and Friday talks. And on Monday, I had this one on entrepreneurship, and I had the entrepreneur some of the entrepreneurs in the group come together on zoom and from there miss malachi was like we need to do this i'm inspired we need to that is true do this and do this podcast and i didn't even know it was that serious of a thing in your head at the time that you were (laughs) i didn't know that that was something you really wanted to do so when you said out loud i was like oh yeah wow and you know do and then and then you two did it like you two like leaned all the way in Took it, you know, like you said, you said it was scrappy in the beginning. I thought it was good. I just had notes for you, but I thought it was a good first show. <laughs> and y'all have really turned this into a whole thing. And I, I remember for me, it was 
the music, like the opening music, like that, like the theme song. I was like, yes, this is real. This is it. And so my two snaps are for y'all because like y'all really took it from just like a thought to really bring it out here to really saving these girls. And you come with, (laughs) and when I say saving, like you bring that perspective, um, you know, y'all have delivered on, especially early on, kind of, I think y'all came a little bit away from that, but y'all really busted out with that. Like, we're going to be the, the Tommy Law, the Tommy Lauren girls Tommy, of the flip yeah. side or whatever her name is. Yeah. Who cares? She's not significant. So, but like, y'all came <laughs> out, like, and y'all really delivered on it and then came with like all this content and really fun stuff and entertaining and, and then just like really like experts in their field and it's like turned into this whole thing. Right. And so I, my two snaps are for y'all. Um, and this y'all can't see I'm blushing. I'm blushing. And then my blushing. <laughs> so those are my two snaps. That's good. I'm gonna keep that oh, in. Oh, thank uh, you. <laughs> thank you, sis. Yeah, yeah. that's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. I, I appreciate it. And I appreciate you also just being there as a support and to bounce ideas off of and yeah, to help, Light a fire, cause you know I I can I can do some tea, but sometimes I always need a little spark, need a little fire. You're a lazy hoe. Yeah, you know, I gotta push I her down the ski slope top. Push oh, her down I the am. I am. I gotta I push her a, out the bed. Yeah. Let's yeah. go, girl. Well, girls. On that note, as um the contestant said, we'll have you back on. Uh, but yeah, this just was hot shine. You know, a little bit of conversation, shine a little light on the origin of the show, and like some like you know defining um moments for um who who we become, who we are. Um, so thank you for that, Miss um, Contessa. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, best friend. Hey. <laughs> um, where can the girls follow you? Is there any socials that you can give out? Yeah, so like I mentioned, I run a group that focuses on the intersection of Black, queer, and professionals. Uh, it is called Rolodex Global, so feel free to follow on IG at Rolodex, R-O-L-O-T-E-X Global, <laughs> all one word, Rolodex Global. Um, and yeah, check us out. Now, that social media handle, I don't do much with that right now. I ain't gonna lie. Oh so, oh it is what it is. But we're gonna get back. We're gonna get back. We're doing, oh we doing community goodness. stuff right now. We're doing good stuff for the youth uh, and community. We're not worried about, but. Yeah, I'm speaking to a group this Friday. I'm speaking yes, to see, look at that. Yes, so, yes, for yes. me, that's actually doing the real work is actually more important than my social media presence with that mm-hmm. right now. But I will get back to that. Um, over time so but in the meantime follow it and then we'll get back to it yeah and girls like i said you that's what helped inspire this show or inspired me to finally do it like that fire um and for me and Deverell. um so you can always follow us on social media at to say queens ig twitter facebook tiktok um make sure to hit the little notification bell at the top of the profile for Deverell's thirst traps uh, I love the, I gotta say, I love the um, all black and Asian dude day. Thank you for that, sis. That was pretty good. I enjoyed Ooh, I that. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, go back. I, I have it saved, girl. <laughs> I have it saved in our permanent story. So go back and review yeah. it. Beautiful. That's a good Beautiful one. Man. That was a good one, Beautiful sis. Man. You did it right then. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he picks pretty ones because oh, sometimes man. they're not always. Like he's he gonna blame me. Don't do this because he's gonna blame me. He's gonna be like, if they weren't pretty. It was Malachi's fault. She snuck yeah. in and snuck, uh, put Let Miss Devereaux keep doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's my yeah. lane. That's my <laughs> lane. <laughs> you gotta know what you're good at in these in this world, in these streets. So with that, I hope y'all stay safe, healthy, and saved out there. Deverell, do you have a final word? Girls, well now that Miss Johnson and Johnson is gone, make sure you still get your Pfizer and Moderna. <laughs> you know, while she's on hiatus. That's okay, girl. Get your get your mRNA vaccines, okay, girls? Alright, bye. <laughs> you're a mess. <laughs>
bad.